0: This episode of Street Focus is powered by Fresh Books. Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valerie Jardin. Today is another Q&A episode, episode 29, and my co-host for this uh, segment is my friend and street photographer, Fouca Muller, whom, re- whom you may remember from the Streets of the World Amsterdam segment from episode 15. So if you haven't listened to it, please uh, go back to episode 15 and check it out. And today we will answer questions about choosing your best shots and how often do we go back to a location to get the shot we envision. Then we will give the names of the winners of the last street challenge, and announce the new contest before giving our picks of the week. I will also announce a new exi- exciting monthly segment on Street Focus at the end of the show. So stay, stay till the end. Hi, Foco. How have you been since episode fifteen?
1: Hi, Valerie. Well, thank you first for for, uh, for having me uh, on on your show uh, again uh yeah i'm doing i'm doing fi- i'm doing fine uh the winter has gone here and the spring is, uh, is is coming now um and that means that i've done a lot of street photography in the winter for myself mm-hmm. uh, during the year i'm i'm active with my workshops and i have less time to uh, to do all my own uh, street photography but uh yeah i'm, I'm doing fine it's uh it's great to uh, to start the workshop season again yeah. i started last last weekend and that was uh was fun to do
0: fun. So, yeah, so where where was it good. last weekend was it uh, amsterdam or Rotterdam? yeah i was
1: in in amsterdam mm-hmm. uh, and it was with uh, i think we had 11, uh, 11 participants and uh, it was bad weather but uh oh well it was a lot of improvising and uh, in the central station and taking the ferry to 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 keep the cameras dry but uh, it was a fun group and uh, I had a good time. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I find that you know, street photographers are pretty hardcore. They don't really care yeah. about the weather. They know that no. it's going to yield some of the most interesting images anyway. So, uh, I mean, it can get uncomfortable if it's really too cold, but yeah, exactly. rain won't stop us. You know, just stay dry and keep your gear dry and uh, you're good yeah. to go. So, that's that's great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I um, my, my workshop season started in January in Paris and then L.A. and now I'm heading to Rome in two weeks, so uh, yeah, that's great. And it's going to be nonstop until November.
1: <laughs> yeah, and how's the weather in Rome now? I well, think it should be. Good. Yeah,
0: it's going to be nice, not too hot and just, no. just, just right. So I'm excited about that because it's been a long winter here as well. So yeah. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go straight to the Q&A segment
1: yeah.
0: and uh, we have two questions today. I think they will be good. So let me read the first question. It came from Chris Payon. Hi, Valerie. Love your street photography podcast. One of the things I find most difficult in street photography is selecting my best shot or few shots from a full day of shooting to some degree it can be very subjective and selecting correctly can depend on the level of skill and experience in the photographer it is not easy shooting the best shot from a bu- choosing sorry the best shot yeah. from a bunch of mediocre ones do you have any advice on how to make the right selection and choosing wisely and objectively thanks so much well thanks chris that's a great question and uh, i'll have uh, foko get, you know answer it first and then i'll i'll give my two cents
1: yeah, well, I think it's really an interesting question. Uh, first of all, I have to say that I also have a bunch of mediocre ones after the day of shooting and a lot of bad ones too. But I think that's uh, due to uh, to street photography. There are a lot of uh, uh, circumstances that that your shots are not uh, not really uh, really good. But yeah, I think the selecting and editing of your own work is always very subjective. I, I think there, uh, what 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 Chris says, there is no. Choosing wisely and and objectively, in my opinion, because yeah, your photos reflect you as a person. So it's always personal the 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 subjects that you that you shoot and yeah and the images that that you like. And yeah, to be honest, for me the the editing is is quite easy. I can I can see the best shots immediately, and, and most often that's because yeah the subject is or is or is interesting. So I work on the street, I work very intuitive and, and also in the in, in the editing. And I, I think, yeah, the advice I, I can give Chris is, um, when you edit your work, um, you have to do it with the idea that, that, you don't have to do it with the idea that others will like your photos, but the most important is that you like them yourself. And forget about what, what other people will say about your pictures. So, for me, it's it's uh, it's also very um, um, uh, most uh, w- when I when I'm a do- day shooting, I have maybe I have 400 photos. I, I spend an half hour in editing. Um, I I will I work in li- in Lightroom. I just mark them with uh, with with the one, the one that I like. Uh, the two uh, are the, the, the good ones. And the bad ones, I give them the the X, so I delete them immediately <laughs> yes. from uh, from my computer. So yeah, for me it's it's an half an hour work, and then I have some some photos that I maybe I'm in doubt. I keep them just, and maybe I look back uh, a couple of months later. But for me, it's yeah, it's it's fast and yeah,
0: yeah, it, I,
1: it's quite easy for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I have the same approach, and I think that comes with experience, because yeah. we and and through. I mean, the more we shoot, the more we, we know what makes a strong street shot and what yes. you know, and, and, and we can weed through that pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But when you first start in street photography, you, you know, a lot of street photographers, new street photographers think that everything that's shot in the street qualifies as a street photograph well yeah. they don't I mean there's a lot of bad street photography exactly. too yeah. and so you have to be aware of the subject and then if your subject is interesting you know make sure you have the right gesture the right stepping um the right light uh, mm-hmm. so there are so many elements that will make that will make a stronger image now you don't you're not going to get all those elements right no. in every in every good street image i mean there 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 are times when the the, the light will be awful, but you have this amazing subject, and you have your story. So who cares about the quality of light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but if you, you know, you have to weed through the ones that you can't save, <laughs> that, okay, you, yeah. you have somebody in between steps, or you have a silhouette that is not well defined, you know, that you can't see that's, you know, it's just one lump, and then you can't see the body yeah. defined or things like that. Well, those, there's nothing you're going to be able to do to save that. So why even keep it? And I go through my images i've mentioned that on the show before very quickly as well i'll go i'll yeah. scan through everything they don't have to be in full full screen uh, they usually the the larger on Lightroom as well the larger um like you have two side by side or three side by side and yes. i have a finger on the x and that's how i go through the first batch and then uh once i have all my x's selected delete them off the hard drive i never have to look at them
1: no, nope. Again, nope, And neither.
0: then uh, mm-hmm. then same as you, I'll just go through, okay, this is good, and I'll, I'll flag them. And then the, one, the, the ones that I'm not quite sure yet what I'm going to do with, I just don't do anything with them, so they're not flagged, but they're still there just in case I want to look at them later, like you said. Because sometimes we get really attached, really excited, and then we'll ignore something that was you know, not so bad and uh, that, you know, sometimes with layers and it doesn't jump at you right away. So, um, so if you're in doubt, don't, don't delete completely, but, um, but be aware of all those elements that will make or break a street photograph. And we've discussed this plenty on the show, uh, the last Q and a where we talked about light a lot. Um, Mm So just, just learn, just, From looking at others' work, looking at books or looking online, look at the images that actually resonate with you. They resonate with you because there is something that is stronger yes. than an average photograph. So it's a good way to learn what to look for. And when you look for that, then you'll be more likely to shoot that way. Um, and that's how you learn. It's by really yeah. n- knowing and seeing what, what makes a photograph work and what doesn't. So
1: yeah, And, and you have to be critical on yourself. But because mm-hmm. I remember when I, when I just started street photography, you want to show your pictures and, and you don't Really care if they are good or or not. You just want to show your work eh, that you're you're doing street photography. And I think, yeah, the more the, the longer you do it, the more for me the more uh, the critical I am on, yes. on 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 the photos. I I really want to to publish and and I want to show uh, to show people. Mm-hmm. There are also uh, I know photographers that prefer to to kind of marinate their photos so they don't look at the, their photos for let's say an half a year. Mm-hmm. And then they come back, and because they want to be em- emotionally detached detached from their uh, photos.
0: Yeah.
1: For me, that doesn't work. Um, no, to, I'm too uh, excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and um, I don't have the patience to to wait four and a half year. I want to to, to see. And uh, most of the time, I am not sure how that it, how that works for you. But most of the time, when you took a photo, you most often you know that yeah. it's a good one. And yeah, you want to see it. You want to to, to do some processing on it. So
0: yeah, and yeah. and you you raised a good point earlier. Shoot for yourself is really yeah. something that I see a lot of photographers that because they see um, the work or so of so and so that is popular, and they try to shoot the same yeah. way. And then all you exactly. see is the same type of subjects uh, shot the same way over and over and over again. And um, yeah. And 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 you know your personality will come out, and you can't just try to copy somebody's style because a style evolves first of all, yeah. and then uh, it evolves with technical expertise, with life experiences. So that a style should never be stagnant. And sometimes people say, "Oh well, I want people to recognize my style." Well, you know, if, if you hmm. can tell right away, oh, this picture belongs to so and so, if this picture belongs to so and so, that might just be an indication that they're kind of in a rut because that means they're shooting the same thing over and over again. And, yeah. and I think it's okay to experiment with, you know, shoot some silhouettes, shoot some, some, uh, some, People walking yeah. with their dogs. Shoot a lot of things. Who cares? Yeah. You don't have to please anyone but yourself. And uh, exactly,
1: and and it's great. That, that's the, for me. That's the reason also why I read a lot of photo books. I, mm-hmm. I buy a lot of photo books just to be inspired. And yeah. and yeah, it ca- can learn you what a good what a, what an interesting. I, I don't think I normally I don't speak about good or bad photos, but more it, it's an interesting photo or it's, not. Yeah. And something has 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 to do something with you and um yeah. well but exactly what you, yeah yeah exactly so i i know for sure when i when i shoot a, a mediocre uh, silhouette photo and I, I and i publish it on facebook i will i will easily get 200 likes
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: for me personally it's not it's not really the photos that i'm looking for but yeah. That those are quite easy photos to make, I think, and yeah, you, you can you can get a lot of likes, but yeah, for me that's not uh, yeah. not the reason to, to do it. It's just yeah, uh, yeah
0: it's yeah. just and and uh, the more you shoot, the you the more you look for more complicated things to photograph. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and so that's why we never stop learning. We never stop wor- growing and experimenting. I mean, the day that somebody feels like they've reached the, you know, they've become the best street photographer they can ever be, it's like, well, mm-hmm. might as well just hang up, you know, hang the camera in the closet and quit yeah. because that would be such a sad thing. Nobody's an yeah. expert at this. Nobody will ever be an expert at this. We no. all have something to bring to the table. And, uh, and really, from... You you know, Chris is go to go back to Chris's question. Uh, be mm-hmm. be be critical of your work, for sure. Um, and uh, and if you're not sure, you know, put it out there. Um, and yeah. or have a critique. You know, sometime um, ask somebody that you trust to critique your work. Um, somebody that has been doing this for a while. I know a, a lot of uh, street photographers do offer yes. critiques, and that is really the best way to learn because they will point out things that. You know okay this is why this image works and why this one doesn't and i'm always surprised how people you know i point out things and they said oh wow yeah i never i never would have thought of that yeah and then for the next and the point is not to save that picture the point is to next time they hit the streets that they won't yeah. make that mistake again they'll be they'll be well aware of those elements that work or don't work so yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Chris, I I hope yeah. we I hope we answered your question. Um so just uh, just keep uh plugging at it and just um eventually I think you'll you'll be able to weed through the 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 shots that uh that don't work and and uh and s- see the the keepers um right away. Um and it should uh, they'll jump at you. I mean, when you have the right yeah. shot, everything comes all the those elements come together. You'll know it's in your camera before you even look in Lightroom. Um, then you just yeah. hope that it's, you know, when you see it on the big screen, it's going to look as good as it does on the little screen.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, you have to, to, to live with the fact that, uh, yeah, that I think when, when I'm a day shooting, maybe I have two two or three photos that I'm really yeah. pleased with and, and some mediocre or maybe some quite good ones. But yeah. It's uh, just don't expect too much. Have no. fun uh, with the shooting. And I think that's the most important. And be happy when you have some, uh, some good ones.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's all about being out there. And no yeah. matter what, whether you have uh, keepers or not that day, because sometimes you won't. You know, sometimes no. it just won't work. You, you still learn. Because you were out yeah. there, and you grew as a photographer by being out there with your camera, and I think that 's the important thing to 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 uh, to remember and but yes don't set your expectations too high in street photography because there are so many elements you can 't control that yeah. you you 're going be you know you 're going to come home with a broken heart if you don 't have twenty keepers. well, nobody gets <laughs> twenty keepers on a half day of photo walk in no, street no. photography you 'll have some maybe a couple really good ones, and then maybe 10 that are like, yeah, they're okay, but they're not great. So yeah. just be be selective. I think that's that's the only way yes. you will become a better photographer.
1: I agree.
0: Cool. Thank you, Foco, for um, helping me with this question. Okay. Now, do you want to read the second one?
1: Yeah, that's uh, also an interesting uh, question of Street Talk Store. Uh, uh, as the, I'm not sure if it's... Yeah, it's
0: via Twitter.
1: Yeah, it's via Twitter. Do you ever go back to a location again and again, hoping for a specific shot that you've got in mind? No, Valerie
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want me to start yeah. Uh, yeah please we we do I'm sure you do as, as well uh, especially when you're in your own city I mean it's harder to do when you're visiting a place for a couple mm-hmm. of days but um and 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 it's bittersweet because it's a challenge and you you envision a shot you 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 know you're going to be there that's the advantage of of shooting a lot in your own environment because you know when the light is going to be uh the best for the shot you know where you're going to need to stand for that location uh, at that location to to frame exactly the way you want it to be framed and now you just have to wait for the right subject to enter the frame so yeah. it could take you know 20 tries <laughs> it could be the first day you go there but the one thing that I know is once you have the shot you envision and that will happen with patience, then that location is completely ruined you can't go back there <laughs> because yeah. chances are you'll never get a better shot and it's a little bittersweet because you're excited you get the shot and then you're kind of sad because like the challenge is over and if you if you nail it then it's like Okay. Well, now I have to find a new spot. How about <laughs> you, Foco? Have you experienced that before?
1: Well, actually, I, I, for me, it's it's a, it's a kind of uh, of different because I sometimes I go back to a location, but that's more because I know the location is interesting because of the people that are that are coming there. So I, I, I normally I'm yeah I'm, I quite I wander around and I react to what I see. So I'm not very busy with with a specific setting or background or surrounding I'm just looking for for people uh, in in my shots and for me it's not very interesting where they are I I I try to yeah to um, uh, to look at the surrounding or the background that it's that it's that it's okay in the photo but I'm not really for instance when when I when I go for a silhouette photo I I did I did that once I was on a station in uh, in Groningen in in the north of uh, of the Netherlands and I took some shots there I was sitting on the ground and it was a, a beautiful silhouette and and I was waiting for people to to go through the doors there and I didn't have really good results so I went back a couple of weeks later but that was the only time I really did that yeah. for that purpose because I had that shot in my mind but yeah. normally I I don't have a shot in my mind I just yeah I'm more intuitive and and, and looking uh, what comes on my on my path and and then I shoot yeah so for me that's that that's that's less important to go back to a location
0: yeah I think I think here the question was more I think what he had in mind is more the minimalist type of street photography yeah. where it's the a human element in the urban landscape yeah. and the urban landscape is really what draws your exactly. eye first and yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, getting and and i love the challenge i do a lot of that that's true yeah. it's not so much in your style of photography no, i no. i do i do quite a bit of that uh finding the right urban landscape and then and then having the soft human element going through like a, yeah. a modern landscape for example i like the contrast there so so that's 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 when you envision the shot with the right subject exactly. and, and yeah. then it's a it's the the game of you know now what are the chances of the right subject coming through uh at any given yep. time and 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 going again and again and it's happened to me uh, a few times locally and um and each time, as I said earlier, each time I got the shot I envisioned, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, now I have to find a new spot. But, <laughs> and then eventually you run out of uh, of those cool urban landscape areas in your area and you need to start traveling. Yeah, <laughs> it's an expensive yeah. hobby.
1: <laughs> exactly, but because sometimes I see on, on Facebook or whatever, I see shots in, in an environment that I think, well, wow, where, where is that? that? That would be a perfect environment to, yeah. to have those kinds of shots. And I think that's interesting to go there. And, and uh, yeah, and, I think that, that will be fun.
0: But, and it can, be, it can yeah. be in an urban landscape. It can be mm-hmm. um, even on the, you know a beach or um, a, a snowy path or whatever. I mean, you just have... The, and, yeah. that, and, and that's the, the whole point of this is that not every subject makes a good Subject, you know, no, you need not to have people wearing elegant clothing, wearing black, you know, fitted outfits, make more interesting subjects than people wearing baggy sweatpants I mean let's face it you know the the more the silhouette or the human element is defined the the more pleasing it's going to be and so yeah. so that's the challenge of, of getting the right subject going through that frame and uh, and that's why those images really stand out is when you have the the, the right subject and recently I, I really lucked out in Paris where I photographed in uh, at la défense uh, this woman mm-hmm. going up the stairs and I just framed the shot and i and i was i only had a few minutes and i yeah. <laughs> she just came right off nowhere you know wearing <laughs> high heels and oh, and uh, bending you know she was bent to kind of because it was very windy um and oh, yeah. bent over and it was like wow i just couldn't believe my luck that i yeah. i prepared the shot and then she walked right through and I could have waited a week. She would have never <laughs> just <laughs> happened to be there at the right time. And yeah. it happened. So those yeah. sometimes just happen very quickly, but, but more often than not, if you find the right spot, yes, you will have to go back several times yeah. in order to get the, the right shot. But that's part of the fun, really.
1: Yeah. And, and if you like these kinds of, of shots, I think it's great to uh, to visualize mm-hmm. a, a certain photo you, you have and, and, and at the end, when you have success, I think that 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 that's great.
0: Yeah, that's the yeah. best satisfaction. I mean, really, that's yeah. what we're out there for. You know, as street yeah, photographers, yeah. is just to uh, to get that yes. shot. Yeah. Anything else you would like to add to the question number two, Foco? No,
1: no not, good? not for me. No, okay. I'm Good with it. Yeah.
0: Great. I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors for this episode of Street Focus, and that's our friends over at FreshBooks. Working as a freelance photographer can be very stressful at times. I mean, the pressure is on. You need to consistently meet your client's expectation and go well above and beyond that. And there is nothing more frustrating than a client who doesn't pay you on time. That's why I'm happy to introduce you to FreshBooks, because it's the simple online accounting software that helps thousands of photographers like you and me save time billing and get paid faster. Creating and sending invoices online is really easy and you can capture and track your expenses right from your smartphone. And if you're like me, your smartphone is really like your office at all times. And the fact that FreshBooks is so easy to use is super important to me because I'm a creative and numbers are not my favorite things in the world. And if I can uh, remove that component from my workflow, uh, I'll be a lot happier and I'll, I'll make better work because I'm focusing on what really matters and that's making photographs. So I highly recommend you check them out. All you need is an email address and it's totally free for the first 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com streetfocus to enter street focus in the how did you hear about us section. It's that easy okay now we will announce the winners from the last street challenge and it was the theme was light seeing and using light to make extraordinary street images and we got a few entries um it was kind of slow at first and all of a sudden like yesterday i got there 10 new entries at before we close the contest, so I um, I asked Foco to uh, take a look uh, after we close the, the the contest and to pick a winner, and I did the same thing. And guess what? <laughs> our, <laughs> our top two two images were the same, which was good yeah. because then yeah. we each had one. So Foco, who was your uh, what was your favorite image?
1: Yeah, it was it was quite hard to choose because I think uh, there were really some some good pictures uh, in it. But but my favorite was um, absolutely the uh, the photo by Levi Shand, a photo he took in in Rome. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it it was a very subtle use of of light. there, there is almost no light in the in this picture and there's not really much to see but you you see this beautiful um, orange umbrella uh, with the light light on it and yeah that that, that you're looking to that umbrella and you think wow what, uh, what what a bright colors and then you're going to look a bit, little bit further and you see you see uh, some hands and some yeah. a, a guy who has something under his arms i think it's a paper or maybe maybe a tablet and yeah, you see a little bit of light on his forehead. You can see he has glasses and a beard. And yeah, that's all you can see. But it's, yeah, it's quite an, interesting, it, an yeah. interesting photo. And it makes you wonder what he's doing and, and why it's so dark. Yeah. So yeah, I it's, think it's a, it's great, a great photo.
0: I, I agree. I mean, that's again, it jumps at you because it's the unexpected And uh, that's what makes that shot very special, and uh, and it's all about light because and I don't know how how that was shot um, either, and how much you know post processing was done, but but you can although you cannot see the full body, you can imagine it because you know it's there. You have the human form under that bright, I see it red, but maybe red orange umbrella that's lit by the sun, (laughs) and you see the yeah, you see the a little bit of the 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 forehead and then the hand. Yeah. So uh mm-hmm. you know it's a human figure but there is very a lot of mystery and I think it's it's just beautiful because it is it just it's just it's striking because it's unusual.
1: Yeah, it makes you wonder why uh, how the light is. I think I think personally that that there's some post processing uh going on here. Uh but yeah, it doesn't matter because it's still interesting. Yeah, definitely. I, I had I had maybe a, maybe a, a little bit uh, advice because when i look at the composition of the photo i think it could be a little bit stronger if the person was more on in the right part of the frame yeah because it's it's a little bit left of the middle and i think uh, from a composition perspective it it could be better if he had more space in front of him mm-hmm. uh, i think it could be could, yeah it, 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 it's, it's a small detail but yeah. I think when you look at uh, composition rules like the rule of thirds, etc., yeah, it, it, this works for 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 reasons. It's more logical for the for the eye of the viewer to to have those kinds of composition. I yeah. think, but yeah, it's it's just a detail because it's. I, I it's think it's really image. an outstanding outstanding photo. Yeah. yeah,
0: great. Well, congratulations, Levi. And my winning shot was from uh, Philippe um, I, Philippe Justel, sorry. And, uh, it is, uh, shot at, uh, Union Station. And this one is a perfect example of what light can do. This, this, obviously the light was coming from different windows above and into this, you know, an area that's quite dark and hitting different people. Um, uh, several, so you start seeing layers because of mm-hmm. the light. Without without yeah. the, the light coming through those windows, there was nothing. And then it hits this woman, the, the main subject, yeah. uh, the woman with the hat. You can't even see her eyes. It's in the shadow, but her face is quite bright. A hat is bright. And she becomes really the focal point. And then you yeah. start looking at the other passengers that are lit through from the, the, the light streaming through those windows. And, and it becomes such an interesting image. So a perfect example of a, a a photograph that would have been nothing without that yeah. the power of the light coming from different sources.
1: Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, so
0: Philippe Justel and um, uh, Levi Shand will both receive an ebook from our friends over at Rocky Nook. So congratulations! Um, please keep uh, keep trying. There are not that many entries, so there are good good chances that you'll you'll get picked um, one of these days. And and the whole point of it is really to have fun and and to challenge yourself to to look for uh, you know to shoot for whatever the contest it is that month. So our next um, next challenge will be pets in street photography. So dogs, cats, you know whatever it's usually dogs and uh yeah. foco here loves to photograph dogs yeah. in the it's streets my favorite,
1: my favorite subject uh, <laughs> besides of people
0: huh? yeah and, and dogs with their people and or dogs yeah. that look like their people are people that look yeah, exactly. like their dogs <laughs> that, <yeah. laughs> so uh so can you give us some tips
1: yeah i think it's a, it's a great challenge i, I i'm 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 uh, I'm taking photos of of mainly of uh, of street dogs uh, for for yeah I think for five years now, and it's it's always fun. You you can also never make a candid photo of a dog because the dog is always he sees you and he wants to lick on your lens and uh, they're yeah. they're also very very keen on you coming coming with the with the camera. Yeah, the, the tips I can I can give is pay attention to your point of view. Uh, it's it's mostly it's interesting to 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 choose a low uh, point of view. Uh, that's more interesting because you have the you have the dark uh, in uh, you're looking into the eyes of the dog. Uh, for me, it's, it's that's also one of the reasons I prefer to work uh, with my camera with the LCD screen so I can I can be easily on the ground with my camera. And have a full com- full sight on on the composition I I, I make. Uh, so I think that that could be interesting. But it's also interesting to, for instance, to use a totally different point of view. For instance, a bird view mm-hmm. uh, on, on the top of a, of the head of a dog, or maybe you use a fisheye lens if you have one. That's also can also yeah, give some interesting photos. Yeah. What what I think is, is important that it, that you, that's not becoming uh, animal photography. Eh? So for me, it's it's still street photography. So I would like to show not only the dog, but maybe a part of the leash or or legs or, or the, the dog sitting in. Uh, I, I recently uh, last Saturday I, I made a picture of a it was on a ferry in Amsterdam and some guy with a with a scooter. And he had some kind of a, of a box uh, at,
0: oh, at, at the that. back of his
1: scooter, yeah. <laughs> so and the dog was just just peeping out of the box with, the, with with big ears. But I, so for me, it's not only the dog, but I I also want to show the the, the owner of the dog. Yeah, it's uh, it's so about uh, the
0: environment. Yeah, exactly. So dog, yeah.
1: I think for yeah for me that's more interesting to to show something of the environment. But yeah, that, that's yeah. everybody has to choose that. Yeah, it's you, so it's good I, I, so, to mix I'll, it up. I saw a photo of a dog from, from you also on Facebook, uh, I think it was today. Yeah,
0: I shot it yesterday, yeah. I yeah. was just kind of uh, thinking about our next challenge, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I've, and I've shot, yeah, I was actually looking and I've, I, I found in a collection like 50 or 60, oh, I, more than that, I think I was at 70 pictures of dogs over the past you know yeah. four or five years. So uh, they're fun, and cats too, but uh, it's mostly yeah. dogs. And, and they're fun, they're, they add an element of humor very often yeah. in yeah. street photography and humor in street photography is not as easy as it seems. So, um, nope. so dogs can really do that. I mean, some people, some people, some people match their dogs or their dog match people. You know, it's it's kind of like people yeah. in cars. They they kind of go yeah. together. And yeah. um, and I, I love it. And I always tell my students who want to do some street portraits. So that's a little different. But yeah. street portraits to the first people they should hit are the people walking their dogs because yep. nobody with a dog is ever going to say no to a street portrait because they're so pr- proud. And so if you approach, first of all, you compliment the dog, you know, talk to them about the dog and then yes. take a couple of pictures of the dog alone and then say, oh, I would really like to have a portrait of you and your dog. 99.9% of the time <laughs> they will be okay with it. So those are the the first people, if you're really shy to approach strangers, people with dogs are the first uh, first people you should try. Yeah, I with because I know,
1: uh, yeah, it's sorry. a good
0: icebreaker. No, they're yeah. they're good icebreakers. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I know a street photographer uh, He's living in Rotterdam, and he goes uh, he goes on the streets with his own dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. And yeah, it's yeah. some kind of a distraction. uh yeah. So people are looking uh, uh, to his dog and he makes shots of the people. So it's uh, it's very that, funny to that's, see.
0: That's a good idea. Well, my dog is way too friendly. She would just, I uh, could never <laughs> take any candid shots with her because she would have to greet everyone. Yes. <laughs> she's a Jack Russell, so she's just a okay, little yeah, jumpy thing. Uh, yeah, but yeah. so, yeah just go out there photograph photograph yeah. pets uh have fun with it uh challenge yourself to a street portrait if you've never done that really that's the, talking talking to pet owners about their pet is the best icebreaker ever yeah and then absolutely. look for funny situations i mean there are pets are funny and they can really this is a good way to uh to try your humor and street photography skills as well so and yeah. you will have a little bit of extra time because of my travel schedule uh, the next q a A episode won't go live until may 7th which means entries will close on april 30th so that gives you uh from the time this goes live about three weeks to enter your street Um, your pet uh, photographs for the street challenge. So you will um, enter them in the comment section for this episode, which is episode 29. So entries will close on April 30th. Great. Well, go out there and and have fun photographing those uh, dogs and cats and whatever else you can find in the street. Some people sometimes have some interesting pets, you know, you may... uh, Yeah, rats. I I ran into uh, an iguana the other day at the vet, so you never know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you see people with a rat uh, on on their shoulder, uh, so yeah
0: well especially in amsterdam you can see all kinds of interesting things
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a great place
0: <laughs> yeah but not so many dogs though i mean compared to france for example um there there are a lot fewer there are much fewer dogs in the netherlands than there are in, in well france yeah, i think is do, number do one you in you the think,
1: world but. do you think so i'm not mm-hmm. sure uh, but yeah I, I've, I've been some time in in paris also for my for my for my work but uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of dogs in there, But the the photo I really like uh, from you with with the, the I think it's with the Dalmatier. Uh, you have it on your website. Also oh, with it, I think it's in France. This yeah, photo. Yeah, it was or?
0: actually um, a, a Great Dane, uh, Arlequin.
1: Yeah, Great okay, Dane,
0: yeah. a spotted Great Dane. Yeah, in uh, in uh, Paris, which yeah. is always so unusual to see those huge dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, in in large cities. Uh, but I will put a few of my shots. I will find that one. I'll put it on the show. Notes for inspiration, and yeah. then uh, Foco sent me a few of his. So we'll do a gallery with a mix of our uh, of our pets in the streets. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Now uh, our next segment is the pick of the week. So you go first. What's your pick?
1: Yeah. Well, it it's 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 in the um it's it's also about pets in street photography. I I, I picked the the book uh, book from Elliot uh, Erwitt. Uh, called dogs, mm-hmm. and it was really. I, I bought this book uh, myself. I think it's very, very inspiration, inspirational to uh, to to have a look at at the street dogs. Mm-hmm. Uweit um, has a great sense sense of humor, and um, I think the great thing of Irwitt himself is that he really doesn't take himself very seriously. Yeah, it's. Uh, awesome. uh, yeah, it's. He, he, is, he is a really great guy, and and. His photos are, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm a big fan, uh, fan of him, and he has great street dog photos. Um, if, if you Google on, uh, I, I think the book I, I bought it, I think for twenty five dollars, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's quite cheap, and it's it's fun to to, uh, to look at it. He has yeah. some iconic uh, photos with the with the dogs. Maybe you know the one with the with the bulldog. Uh, some person sitting on uh, on on a stairs, yes, out, probably yes. in New York Love or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this bulldog is right in front of this person, so you don't see her head. It's it's He's, a great yeah uh, great yeah
0: picture. he has some some amazing shots. I think that yeah. book was actually written by Peter Mayle, but it it features. Yeah. Erwitz photographs, but the text is by Peter Mayle, who is an excellent author and lots Mm -hmm. of humor. Um, I think it's Peter Mayle who wrote You're in Provence series um, of books, which is awesome. So uh, I'll put the the link on the show notes. That's a great pick. Thank you. And my pick is a little different. But it's to um, announce that in a few weeks, actually we're recording in a few days, I will have uh, the Greenberg Resnicki team on the show. And if you're not familiar with them, they're the, the guys at the Copyright Zone, and it's a photographer and lawyer team. And we will discuss uh, some uh, some legal aspects of, of street photography, questions that okay. have come in through the through, through Facebook and, and the Google Plus community and so forth. So they'll be answering questions regarding, uh, they'll be answering some questions and we'll talk as well about some uh, privacy laws and so forth. But they also wrote the book that I think every photographer, no matter What they shoot, shoot on, and it's more geared towards the U.S. I mean, obviously that's where they work, but uh, it's a good resource, anyways. And it's called Photographer's Survival Manual, a legal guide for artists in the digital age, and it was published at Lark Photography. I think it's out of print, but I think they have a there are still a few um, available at Amazon. And um, they will have a new ebook out very soon. So just to keep an eye, but check out the copyright zone, all in one word, the copyrightzone.com it gives loads of resources. I know they they just did a show for Kelby Training about copywriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're really a, a great, great resource. So thecopyrightzone.com. And uh, keep an eye open for the for an upcoming episode of Street Focus, where I'll have Ed and Jack on the show answering your questions. Great! Well, um, we're at the end of the show. I would like to make a quick announcement. I will be starting introducing a new segment uh, on Street Focus. It will be called Street Tips. And um, I will kick off the new segment in a few weeks. I may actually... Kick it off, kick it off with my top ten tips. I'm not sure yet, but coming up we'll have street tips with Eric Kim. We'll have street tips with Steve Simon. So I'm gonna, you know, have some awesome guests giving you their top street photography tips. So I'm really excited about this new segment. It's going to be um so everything else, I mean I'm still gonna have the QA. I'm still gonna have uh, the special conversation episode and we're still going to have the streets of the world but they're not going to be as regular they'll be spread out a little more and uh, and I'm going to mix them a little bit because of my traveling schedule you know the Q&A sometime will not be right on the date you expect it maybe a week later Uh, and then it won't be as predictable but it might be a little more fun too Uh, so there will be more streets of the world no worries there i know a lot of you really love traveling through the show that way uh they just won't come on a three every three weeks anymore and maybe three maybe four maybe five weeks but uh but i will continue instead of three segments now i'm gonna have four segments for this for for the podcast so uh watch for the first street tips episode coming soon and I'm not sure which one it will be it may just be me for the first one uh, until I get uh, a few recordings in um, ahead of time so thank you Foco, for joining me today now where can people go see more of your work
1: well it's quite easy it's uh, FokkoMuller.com
0: you may have to spell it though
1: (laughs) F-O-K-K-O-M-U-L-L-E-R.com and there you can find all links to Facebook, Flickr, 500px, etc. So.
0: And you, you have a find... book. You just ran out of the first print, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just sold out my first uh, edition, and uh, I published uh, the second edition uh, now with with even more more photos in it. So uh, if people are interested, um, you can uh, you can have a look on my web okay. and you can also. Uh, you place an order uh, on my website, so uh,
0: Great. I'm
1: really happy to. Uh,
0: Great, to and, have this book. and if they're in uh, in the Netherlands, well, maybe they can join one of your workshops one of these days.
1: Yeah, just and... book. Uh, yeah, to book very fast because uh, I'm sold out. Of uh, summer, you you can join a, wor- a workshop with me, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of people uh, like to do uh, to do my workshops, so I'm uh, very pleased.
0: That's good. It. Yeah, it's fun. I will definitely put the link on the show note. Thanks again for joining me today. It's been really fun to share some ideas with you and and answer questions. It's a lot more fun than doing it alone, that's for sure. And and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Valerie.
0: And bye-bye. bye And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. I would like to thank our sponsor, FreshBooks, for making this episode possible. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com street to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And then check out the pictures that we will post for this new street challenge. And the entries close on April 30th. Please keep sending uh, guest suggestions and then uh, keep sending your questions as well. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets.